The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. They're incredible. I mean, it's just not usually in awe of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barcelona Femini. Like, they're just incredible. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Zebo going on his own. He gets the try. The Red 78. We're both monster people. Trevor gets over the line. Try from Monster. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 48 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel. And with me as always is Neve Briggs. How are you, Neve? Uh, positive result, really positive result for Munster on Friday night. How was uh, your weekend? I'm sure that made you happy. Yeah, it was good. We um, had another Ireland semi-final on Saturday evening against Blackrock in Dublin. Um, that's, uh, yeah, we lost 13-8. Okay put in an unbelievable performance like we got pumped by them by 50 odd points uh, in October so to turn it around within five or six weeks is brilliant for us as a group we're very young going forward so just still disappointing when you've uh, got so close and um, yeah the Blackrock definitely I think the better team um, deserve their win but it was an unbelievable match so uh, yeah uh, a mixed weekend Mixed weekend. weekend. Friday was good. Saturday wasn't so good. Yeah. Um, As ever, we want you to be involved. You can always tweet us at Rugby Channel 15 or either of us at our personal uh, Twitter accounts. Leave a comment on YouTube. Um, And this week, Niamh, we're uh, again two weeks in the bounce. Well, three weeks, really, because we South Africa, Connacht and a win against Edinburgh. So it's been three positive weeks, lots of improvement. And uh, I put a tweet out yesterday and... uh, really energetic happy responses from from the monster fans yeah i just can't believe you've been positive for 3 weeks in a row it must have been something I know, that's so I can't out of your mind <laughs> I can't believe it myself i can't believe it myself um so yeah look we talked uh, you, you spoke about the, the night's win in edinburgh and then obviously looking forward to this sunday which we'll chat about later um adrian donu we're starting to gain some momentum. Easy to see Joey is Munster's number one out half. He just glue that sticks everything together. Shane Daly was immense. Are you watching Andy Farrell? Uh, Dave Parks, absolutely delighted with that win. Away to a good Edinburgh side. Terrible start, but showed massive belief in themselves and the system's turning around. Frisch was the catalyst for me and Patterson did really well when he came on. Joe said Frisch, the last... Frisch was what? What did, I, what did he say? Frisch was the catalyst. Was, oh, the catalyst. catalyst. I thought you said yeah. scandalous. <laughs> Sorry, my ears are that's, kind of... My that's hearing my, is going a little my bit. my little Waterford slash Limerick accent. Um, the, Joe said the lads responded well after a slow start. If we give Toulouse a head start on Sunday, they'll be much more difficult to rein back. Tough game, tough run of games ahead, but hopefully our recent improved form and cohesion continue. Barry Hogan, excellent effort from the whole team. Jean Klein deserved man of the match. Big improvement in a short period of time. Hopefully we've settled enough for this weekend. Martin Bromwell then. Uh, ropey start. Heads didn't drop and they grew into the match. Edinburgh didn't know what to do in the second half with the intensity Munster brought. Frisch is a baller starting to see what the, this ticket's plan is. A, a good few of them are about that. You know, Tom Lundgren spoke about the first 15-20 minutes being sloppy and and stuff like that. Um, the, the, the the lack of a fast start, will that concern them this week? Um, possibly when you're at home, you want to start well. And Toulouse, we know, are um, 
an incredible side and they have confidence and self-belief, on, particularly on the road as well. Um, they're obviously very difficult at home, uh, but they've proven uh, their calibre over the years in Europe and what Europe means to them. So, um, yeah, you don't want to give Toulouse a, a fast start. You want to take away their confidence and, uh, you know, start in the game well, get the basics right. But look, nobody plans in any sport, Neve, you know, to to go out and uh, whether it's in GA, concede early goals or soccer or any sport. Um, ideally, you want to start well away from yeah. home and at home. Because if you do it away from home, you settle in, you you you, you think you get a bit of confidence and self-belief, you feel good um, and feel you can do the job here. Um, and that's the intrigue about home and away fixtures in Europe over the years. One week you have a, a big win at home, the next week you go away to France or somewhere like that and uh, they turn the result around. It's a different, yeah. it's all about... My favorite kind of uh, topic, the emotional kind of uh, adrenaline rush and being up for these games and getting the pitch right for, for any team. Toulouse have so much depth in their squad. That's, you know, look, at the end of the day, they're not a side that would panic either. But um, obviously, Munster would like to start the game well and it, it usually sets the tone for them at home in Thoman Park if they do that. Yeah, sure. Hopefully they they get a good crowd out. Um, there was a couple of tweets that kind of had a similar theme. So, like the likes of Patrick Malotny and Christopher Murphy both spoke about Paddy Patterson's impact off the bench. And this is how fickle sport is. So we've been crying out for Gay- Craig Casey. Supporters have been crying out for Craig Casey to be starting every week. He's got a couple of starts and now we're talking about Paddy Patterson and whether he's closing the gap and whether he should start. Um, I actually had a little giggle out. To be fair... I think when you can bring on somebody with that kind of energy, that ability, they, you know, it it almost, like, Casey's like off the Richter scale in terms of energy and his ability to move the ball and pace. And when teams are tiring, to be able to bring on somebody like Paddy Patterson is like such a bonus at the moment. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's they have depth there, isn't it? And that's something yeah. that's... Um... In, in lots of different positions, you'd love to have those kind of options with, with impact coming off the bench. So he's put himself on the map, really, uh, Paddy Patterson, with the performance in South Africa. And we had heard um, stuff coming out of the, the Munster camp about how much of an impact he was making in training. So it's a great option to have. And Conor Murray is out injured at the moment. So um, Munster would love to have, and the coaches would love to have more depth in other positions like that where you're having these conversations. But... Mm. I thought Craig Casey was really good the other night. I thought he's kicking mm. uh, off the back of rocks. He's clearances. He's passing. Um, like all scrum halves and fly halves, there's a mistake or two in all of them because they're handling the ball so many times in the game um, that on occasions, you you know, you get judged by one or two things that decisions you should have made differently. But overall, I thought Craig Casey was was outstanding on Friday night. And it's a brilliant option now to have Paddy Patterson off the bench or even him knocking on the coach's door saying, I want to start. Um, yeah. And there'll be lots of changes. So it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good headache for, 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 uh, for the coaches and particularly, I suppose, the backs coach, Mike Prendergast, who'd be heavily involved in, in what they're doing from, from, uh, from nine. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just one or two more. Uh, Tom Lundergan spoke about the first 15 minutes being sloppy. The following 65 minutes were just awesome. Dare I say it, Munster of old. Joey gets my star because he had the full roller coaster. Let's show the rugby world how invaluable Tom Park is to Munster in Europe this time. 
Um, and Fitzgerald, delighted that Joey didn't let the intercept knock his confidence. Great sign of maturity. He deserves a run of good injury-free look. I actually, I thought he was really good the other night, Joey Carberry. I thought he played really, really well. I thought he controlled the game. I thought he took control in a, not a, you know, Johnny Sexton shouty type of way where, you know, he's visibly dragging people by the scruff of the neck. I thought it was a very, like, understated, very calm, um, just keep going through the phases, you know, and I I think players around him then started, like, that first 15, 20 minutes, I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be a tough night for Munster. But it was just like that, that exudes that kind of, that calmness that maybe, you know, that players around him can start to feed off. And then all of a sudden they start to put a couple of phases together. And and before they know it, you know, they played very little rugby and I've got in only a point or two down. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought, thought he was really good the other night. Yeah, he was. B- big performance right right across the board. And I think the forwards in front of him. We'll talk about the individual performances in a minute. Um but I think one of one of the themes coming out of there is the reaction after being twelve points down. Um, Edinburgh scoring, you know, after two minutes, and then Darcy Graham's intercept. Yeah. The question I would ask Neve is, and and a few people have mentioned it that they didn't drop their heads. That's down to a little bit of confidence and self belief, and you know from being a coach, I know from playing in teams, even if something goes wrong, and he actually. People will shout and say, heads up and let's get the next play and let's focus and concentrate. And sometimes you know you know when the team believe you and they look like a team that believed each other that they could get themselves back in this. Because we spoke about it last week. It was an incredibly strong um, Edinburgh side. So I think that was a very impressive part of... of uh, and a lot of the, 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 the tweeters there are mentioning that the reaction after being 12 points down and then they conceded Jamie Ritchie's try, I think. And then you think, God, yeah, it's going to get back when Scannell scores. Um, or when, when when Craig Casey scored, you think they're back in it. And then Jamie Ritchie scores again and it's 17. Um, they get to 17 points and you're thinking, yeah, it's 17-7 now and, and they'll kick on again. But um, the reaction was superb. I think the try by, by Niall Scannell Give them that self belief that they're right back in this, and uh, a Rory scandal. Sorry, it was a brilliant yeah. try. Um, so yeah, that was the most impressive. That, Mentally, they look been, in better shape. Yeah, and that have been great for his confidence. I think he had a few ropey moments within the first 15, 20 minutes. Rory did defensively. I think Munster got caught. What uh, honey put in towards the, the the ball carrier as opposed to and missing tackles. And I think that um, fair juice to Edinburgh. Um, you know, any line break they were able to finish them off, and I think we've spoken about that about Munster's ability or inability to do that over the first few games season. Um, so yeah, look, I thought it was great. It was it was just the the reset. It was like okay, that's happened. Park it. We're under the post. We're parking that now. Okay, what's going to happen next? Okay, we're going to kick long. We're going to kick contest. This is what we're going to do. And it was the ability to maybe hone in on just what the next job is, as opposed to thinking about oh, you know. We shouldn't have done this and we shouldn't have done that. Um, and that kind of centres players back in. It makes you kind of live in the moment, live in the now as opposed to... And it's a very difficult thing to do. It's very easy to walk in on the post as you just said and went, okay, lads, don't worry about the next play, next play. You're like, oh my God, yeah, okay. 
but it's the ability to actually zone in and literally think about okay what's happening now okay you who's going to chase the kickoff who's going to make the big hit who's going to and then all of a sudden then you start to gain a little bit of momentum and but that, um, that, that momentum must come from training as well and actually getting fitter and getting to un- the understanding more continuity I think that momentum comes from the, the first eight games of the season in terms of their performances are getting better. They've lost games, but they've managed to pick up points along the way. And then all of a sudden, in the last few weeks, we've just seen... But there's been a bit of consistency in selection as well. Selection. And I'm just going to say it. So yeah. that could be a problem in the next few weeks. It's got to be managed with the Irish players and um, particularly, you know, Tygburn, Peter O'Mahony, um, starters for Ireland. Um, but when you think of it and you look at the side... Um, how many of these guys will have to be rested? I think Ty Byrne is one, Peter O'Mahony, but the vast majority of them, well, you know, Joey Carberry, his time and his minutes, but I think he's he, he needs matches and we've seen that. You spoke about it. Um, any more tweets? The fans are happy. Uh, you're yeah, happy. I'm happy. It. I think Munster, more importantly themselves, can be very pleased because that was a tough match and not many people gave them a chance of winning it. Um much like the, I suppose for 65 minutes, they were absolutely outstanding. A couple of mistakes in there could manage things better. And I'm sure they look back in the video, but uh, let's move on to the game itself a little bit more. I know we've touched on some parts, um, the positives and the kind of negative scenario. So the big positives for me, obviously is the scoreline, the, uh, scoring the, the tries, getting a bonus point win, but just technically for you, what, what was better this week and more of an improvement from, from the Connacht game? Yeah, so I, they were so much more efficient in the scoring zone. They they moved the ball better. They were just more on the same page in relation to what their job was. So if they were going to pick and jam around that rook, if they were going to have a little pop pass, I think everybody just seemed to be have an understanding of their role. I think that was that was so so good. I loved the fact that they were able to fix things as they went. So defensively for the first 15 minutes I thought they were all over the shop. I thought different line speeds, a lot of dog legs, missed tackles. I felt that Why was that? I just, maybe it was just a case of getting up to the pitch of the game. Maybe it was the you know Edinburgh good play. You know, I'm I'm not sure, but they there was definitely a defensive system error within. Like, and look, you can't really account for individuals making mistakes. That's going to happen in every game. But I just felt like that there were there were just kind of a little bit caught out of position. Um, and you know, I I just think that six weeks ago they wouldn't have been able to fix that as the game was going. I just thought that they were able to fix that. And I thought that to me is the biggest plus. Because there will be issues on Sunday because of the sheer, probably, class and creativity of Toulouse. And if you can fix things as you go, then you're shutting down windows and you're showing them different pictures all the time. And I just think that, that that's a huge, big plus for them. Just just on that point, um, we'll, t- we'll, we'll box off the couple of negatives first and then we'll talk about, obviously, the big positives, the technical positives. So 22 missed tackles. Um Eight missed tackles last week against against Connacht. Um, okay, you're away from home. It's it's um, you're playing a, a a powerful side. A lot of Scottish internationals. Um, 
So 22, that's probably something that they need to fix and look at with Dennis Leamy as the, as the, you know, Dennis Leamy, um, all the coaches, I suppose, but the defence really is something that I think it was, down. if you look at it, I think if you look at it, they, they were trying to insert so much line speed that sometimes when you come up that quickly and you come up that high, that you're trying to force people back in and it's when either A, that Hunt doesn't work on back on the inside or C, or B, sorry, that when you come up, you've, You've kind of you're reaching because you're going so quickly. And you know what, so, Neve? One of the big positives, and you mentioned it there, you will have an individual mistake. You'll have someone slip off a tackle, someone from the opposition overpower you or put a bit of footwork on. But you know what? The big positive here for me is in this is the intent. They're much more aggressive in their line speed. Um, they're much more, um, I suppose, bringing more intensity to what they're doing. They look fitter. They look like the work rate is increased. Um, so technically, yeah, sorting out some stuff in defense is something that needs to improve. A um, couple of turnovers that they had, again, you'll always have that in games, but they're things that they look back on. And I think there was more opportunities at times that they didn't take that they'll certainly look. The positives then, let's move on to the positives. So um, for me last week, and I just – I. I just on the, the stats situation last week, at home against Connacht, they were 46% possession and 47% territory. They go to Edinburgh and they have 57%, uh, sorry, possession uh, 53% and territory 57 Munster have. So in other words, what I'm saying is they have more ball and they have more territory to play in the right areas. That's a mass, that's game management. That's, that's bringing all those elements together like your technique your aggression, your your ability to make good decisions when you have the ball, play in the right areas, down to Carberry, the halfbacks, but the forwards then are, are bringing that energy and aggression. That's a big positive for me. So that's down to game management. So to go to Edinburgh, have 53% possession and 57% territory, that indicates, and the score, look, the stats sometimes can be skewed. You can have lower possession than the opposition and still win the game. But I just think, and Munster showed that last week, but I just think to go away from home and control the the game after those 14, 15 minutes was really impressive. Yeah, hugely. And I thought, I thought Craig Casey was excellent in that department, especially within that shaky kind of 15, 20, first 20 minutes. I think he his his exit kicking was excellent. Like his, the yardage he's getting um, is is unbelievable, and then it, it what it does it sets up a platform because Munster's defensive lineout is one of the best in the country, and then you're you're putting pressure on the opposition straight away. So I thought it was really really good. I thought Joy's kicking game was really good. His ability to find grass was huge because it turned like they were like their back three were really good. The likes of Darcy Graham, Dewan, Brandon Merva, really really good players. Um, and I just felt his ability to find grass and then on the back of that the chase Calvin Nash Shane Daly their chase is unbelievable their ability to, to you know Zebo to be fair to him to, to get up there and put pressure on that means that the exit kick that you're getting back you're putting pressure on them and then you're winning that territory so yeah I thought their game management was really really good yeah the other positives for me defenders beat 19 which um, again adds to what they're trying to do in attack. It was 13 last week and six offloads, 10 offloads last week. Again, they can go up and down a little bit. But what we're seeing, um, obviously in the first, um, in in these first 
block of matches, I think, for, for Munster is the intent around the attack. But now we're seeing some of these, these things happen. They're starting to stick. They're protecting the ball a little bit better. And, um, you know, halfway through the league campaign, it looks a little bit better now for them. And the stats show that, you know, to score five tries away from home, have nine clean breaks, 19 defenders beaten, and six offloads. Now, my pessimism will come straight in after this and say, <laughs> you were right. There's, we won't get carried away. And I don't think anyone listening will will think, Munster, the finished article, everything is perfect. No, it's not. What we're saying it's much better than what we've seen from, we'll say, Zebra at home, uh, Dragons away. Um, we saw some intent against Leinster and Ulster that was much better, but we're starting to see, you know, I thought the, I thought the ability for, you know, Anton Frisch is, is hands, the way he switched from one side of the field to the other, got his hands in the ball, had a little bit of a, just fixed the defence and then gave a lovely short pass to Rory Scanlon for that try. I thought, wow, that's outstanding. It, from it was, but can I ask you a question? Why was it so outstanding? So you have to think about this. If you're swinging, so the, the ability of the box to swing is what we call it, go from, from like say, 50 metre to 50 metre channel, it all depends on the work rate off the ball. So as Frisch comes around and Scanlon is running square, the fact that, Cal, I think it's Calvin Nash... Shane Daly, right behind him. So it's two-tier attack. Straight away, as a defensive line, you're like, oh, uh, who do you have? And it's happening so fast, you don't have any time to identify. So therefore, it makes it, it's, it's actually a really easy, like small little bang, or like a double pump into the scandal, and, and he's through. But it's a lot to do with the work rate from the players off the ball. So Zebo is running flat. There's an option out the back. And therefore, it's really difficult to defend. So as you come around and you look up, all of a sudden you're faced with three or four players that are all in different kind of dimensions as opposed to three flat players. And, and we, we saw we saw that again for Calvin Nash's try. So Anton yeah. Frisch, brilliant hands, options out the back, frontline runner getting the ball, and the same happened for Calvin Nash's try. Yeah. I know Edinburgh will probably look back at that and say, oh, we should have defended that better. But he puts pace in the ball. He, he's, at an, he's an option there for that frontline ball for Joey Carberry. And that's 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 a big improvement. It's an incredible try, um, absolutely brilliant score. So um, yeah, loads of positives there, and uh, much better from what we're seeing. Hopefully, they can keep building on that and keep do think, improving. Do you think, from a set piece point of view, that um, I don't really know a huge amount about the scrum, but I just felt like we were kind of under pressure at times in relation to that. Um, it, it is it is a worry right across the board. You see, you'll see Toulouse on Sunday. They'll bring on an international front row. Probably they have so much depth there in that area. But look, it is what it is. They just have to scrummage better as a unit. Um, they had problems against Connacht. A few issues the other night. It was better. Um, but you know, you see who Edinburgh are bringing on. They're bringing on you know, Bowen Venter and WP Nell. They're um, really they're internationals, and they start with with Pierre Schumann and Lewin de Bruin, another South African, 128 kilos. So there's a lot of power there. And look, it is an area that we know Munster need a bit more depth and needs to be better. But they've got to keep working on it and hope that at least they can get parity in these games because then they can they can try and keep teams moving and stuff like that. So um, a lot of positives there. Let's just talk about player performances, and we're going to go on to our star of the week in a minute, but. Um, 
I think you could go right across the board here and pick everybody who played really well. I, I love the fact that Calvin Nash looks like a guy now who belongs at this level. And He's right. St- stuttered a little bit for a number of years, didn't get opportunities with it in and out of the team. Looks like a guy who knows what he's doing and and um that sounds a bit disrespectful, but looks like he he's in the right areas. He's making good decisions defensively. He doesn't look this raw kind of uh, energetic player that we've seen glimpses of in the last couple of years. He looks like a real player now who's who's added a lot defensively from an attacking point of view. And uh, he has that bit of spark. Um, so he was brilliant. Isn't it amazing what a little bit of confidence can do to somebody? Yeah, but it's um, been well coached know, as well. It's been well no, coached, no. Steve. I know, but, you know, having been in and out and not getting a run, he's, he's openly said that, you know, he'd be in for a game and out for five games previously. You get selected to go on an emerging tour. You do well there. You come back and you play for Munster and you get selected into the, in the autumn, like all the autumn Nations series. And now all of a sudden, we're seeing completely, he is getting well coached. I know what you're saying. But I'm saying what a little bit of confidence can do to a player. Confidence is massive. Class. It's massive, yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Shane Daly's the same. Um, looks yeah. looks such a bright player. Looks like he's fulfilling his potential. Um, really, really, uh, just doing the simple thing so well, and then popping up an attack. The reality of this is, these guys. Um, I have to be careful the way I say it. They were not getting the feedback that they're getting now. They were not getting the individual yeah. tap on the shoulder. Oh, analyzing their games to 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 a high degree, they weren't getting that. It wasn't happening for these players. And you can see the benefits now of Shane Daly, of Calvin Nash. They're getting that stuff from Mike Prendergast. They're getting that stuff from Leamy, from Roundtree. Um, they understand what they're doing and they're, they're, they feel confident in themselves. So I thought Daly and Nash were absolutely brilliant. Again, Frisch. Rory Scannell, you said it, made one or two errors. Um Missed a tackle or two, but I love the fact that he looks like there's an extra spring in his step. Brilliant line for the try. It was absolutely outstanding and really good against Connacht and South Africa as well. So um, that bodes well. I agree. Um, John Hodnett again, uh, super performance, you know. Uh, but uh, unsurprisingly, um, John Klein is going to be uh, our monster star of the week. Just the work rate, the honesty of this guy. Um, he's had his critics, you know, brought into the World Cup squad in 2019 over ahead of Devin Toner. Hasn't been picked since. Um, you know, his skill set isn't the same as some of the international second rows. That's not his big strength. But I just love the fact that this guy turns up week after week in, in, in adversity sometimes when they're under a lot of pressure. And there's an honesty there. There's a work rate and there's... He's a bruiser, you know. He pulls down yeah. walls. He makes so many tackles, uh, carries you know hard hard yards. Um, I just think he was you know incredible incredible performance from him the other night. Um, I'd love to see him bring that every week because I think his his name could start being mentioned again. And um, we understand he's not as skillful as a James Ryan or a Tyburn or Henderson maybe, and it's he's not the same type of player. But I still think there could be a need for someone like him. Um, there's a need for someone like him in every team. I think you yeah. know Leinster have signed um, um, Jenkins Jenkins from last year to do a similar role. But look, I think he was brilliant the other night, and it was great to see. Tyburn was outstanding again, um, and the back row. 
I love the fact that Gavin Coombs, for his try, is running onto the ball with pace. And I think we spoke about that. That's an area where he needs to... I want to see him get more ball and more out a little bit wider so that he can run and fend and pump the legs. And he did brilliantly for the try. But our star of the week is John Klein. Well-deserved. I think he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, huge. I think we've got to give kudos to John Ryan as well. 200 caps for Munster. Um, incredible. I suppose he probably never imagined he'd be in this position. But not only that, he... Whatever about set piece, because I've openly said that I'm not, you know, uh, very knowledgeable on scrums. His ability around the park is so much, so good. We, we we never really saw that because of the type of game that Munster had been playing when he was there. But he's running in an open channels. He's popping passes. He's he's um, throwing passes out the back of hard runners. I I think that I look. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure he signed on a sh- short term contract in December. Am I right? Uh, I, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see Munster keep him uh, if they could find a way. I think he's, um, I think he's been a revelation, and I think with Archer out for a long term, uh, but I think he brings even something different to Archer. I think he's, he's, he brings, um, yeah, an ability to be able to go to the line and to be able to to throw those passes and and play that type of game, and he looks explosive. Like you know, we never really got to see that. So um, yeah, I thought he was really, really good as well. But Scandal was good um, and Dermot Barron. There's still question marks over both throws, I think, in, in key moments. Um, I don't know whether that's the call, that's the jumper, that's the lifter, that's the throw. I, I, I don't really know, but there's still issues that need to be ironed out to be to have a brilliant, brilliant line-out. Um, uh, but both of them, I thought, played really, really well. And you're right, I thought Rory Scandal um, was really, really good. I thought he, you know... I. I know they signed Frisch as a 12 originally. I think everybody was thinking it's going to be Frisch at 12 and Fekitoa at 13. I think Rory Scannell is, is is allowing Frisch more time on the ball. He's allowing him to be able to see space and be able to, you know, to throw those offloads and stuff because he's out another channel. And I think the left, the left that left boot as well um, is, is, is good. And I think having that second playmaker um we effectively have three center, three players in the 10, 12, 13 that can open a game up with a pass. And I think that that's, um, that's a really good potent weapon for them. Yeah, Malachi Fekatoa hasn't been involved in the last two weeks. And that's something that probably a few people are asking me about. I don't know the ins and outs of, of why he's not been picked. Um, I know he hasn't played that particularly well. Um, and... Uh, you know, obviously Chris Farrell is not not available, so the, it's an area that you know. Dare I say it? If you if you if you picked up an injury to 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 two and, and the depth chart isn't isn't so good there, um, I still believe Fekito. There's there's a spark there. There's a bit of magic there. Um, he oh yeah, look, he's he needs he's to work harder, and I think I, he needs to work harder and probably buy into what they're trying to do more and and be more of a team player. He's a very much an individual. Um, and you know he's a big signing. And um... but can I just say, like he, I read an, er, an article, or an interview with him this morning. Um, so he was obviously up for press or something this week. But um, he spoke about how you know he's trying to you know doing his best to fit in. I think in the first couple of weeks, because Frisch wasn't available, Munster were using him as a playmaker, and that's not what he is. He is literally a hard runner. He is somebody that runs hard, breaks lines, and gives a little offload. 
I think that um, you know if you play him with Frisch then you're affording him an opportunity to be able to run off him I I just think that the first few weeks he's he's not a playmaker and I just think that he's struggled with that and therefore you know looked like he wasn't playing that well but I just do think that he look he has X factor let's like you know we know that would Jack Crowley be an fact, option there at some stage yeah I just think he'd be an unbelievable 12 genuinely I, I, I've said it to the song in under 20s I was like, imagine his, it, it's a, he's got an unbelievable ability to step. He's explosive, even though he looks kind of slight. And his passing range, obviously, his kicking range is unbelievable. We all know that. But imagine putting him on a one-out channel. The only thing is, is that you're going to get big runners down his down his throat. And do you want him to be tackling big runners? Uh, but I, I do think he could be an excellent 12. Okay. He might be an option. We may see him there in the next few weeks. But... Uh... Hopefully they uh, they don't, you know, they keep all their players fit and healthy. Um, we spoke last week about obviously prioritising the league and trying to manage and pick a strong team for Edinburgh. Um, it'll be interesting to see what team they pick this week uh, because we're looking at Toulouse, Northampton, Leinster, Ulster and the Lions and then Northampton again and Toulouse. So Toulouse Northampton, so it's a it's an incredibly busy block. Everybody can't play all those games, and particularly the internationals. So they need a little bit of luck. All teams will, and um, the depth will certainly be questioned. Looking ahead to to to, to this week, um, Munster Toulouse. Uh, it doesn't really does it get any bigger? Maybe one or two other teams, but uh, this is this is top of the pile, and it's kind of imperative for Munster to start this stage of the round one of Europe um, to try and get a result. Um, the last time Toulouse were here in that kind of uh, play, that round of 16 matches there last May, 12 months, um, they knocked Munster out of Europe. They're an incredible side. Antoine Dupont is, is going to be available. His suspension was reduced. He's going to be available from on Sunday. Um, and, when I think of Toulouse nowadays, Neve, I just think Dupont into Mac. I know there's a bunch of powerful, powerful forwards in front of him. They'll always have a big pack. But you just think Dupont into Mac. They're the ones. Um, obviously, and last Ramos. May. Sorry, yeah. Obviously, last May. I mean, the last time Toulouse came to Thoman Park. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, last May they played in the Aviva, and that was an yeah. incredible game. Um, we know what happened there with the penalty kicks and stuff like that. They're incredibly powerful. And Munster produced a brilliant performance that day. Um, where do you see this game going? And and obviously, we're spoke, speaking about Munster being in much better shape heading into yeah. this game. Yeah, look, I think it's very interesting. Uh, I was actually at that game a couple of years ago in uh, Thoman Park. It was COVID. There wasn't any crowds because of um, I was doing media work. And uh, there were times during that game where I was speechless at the ability of the Toulouse players. I think they're one of the best sides in Europe. They're just incredible at what they do. Um, but I think this Munster side going in with confidence, I think we go at our strongest. It's a home game. I think you go, you know, a packed home in park. I think you got to go and you've got to make it as uncomfortable for them as possible. I think, I'm not sure Intimac, I hope I'm not going to eat my words, but I'm not sure Intimac is having the best season 
Um, Ramos seems to be taking over a huge amount of the direction within that group, that back line. Um, but it's what it's their ability up front. It's like they have so much. They've, you know what I mean, so many good players to to be able to get you over the, the gain line. And if Munster can match that power from either a set piece point of view, from a a line speed, not allowing them over the gain line easily point of view, I think Munster are in with every shot in this, this game. Genuinely. Okay, it's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. I think people will be much more confident. Um, how do you deal with the? We mentioned the scrum, and again, we're kind of looking into crystal ball. We don't know what teams are going to be picked here, but you imagine Monster will, you know, be largely similar side that played against against Edinburgh last Friday night. How do they, you know, nullify that scrum? We had big issues in that in that game in the Aviva around the scrum penalties there. Uh, Marshawn seemed to be like a bulldozer, uh, you know, at, at hooker um, ahead of his two props and just really putting massive pressure in that situation, just split the scrum up. It's an area that Munster have to try and get some sort of parity on Sunday. Um, can they do that? And what type of a game just, you know, what type of a game do they need to play? Do they need to kind of, um, you know, continue what they're doing, throw caution to the wind, and we'll have loads of tries from both sides and Munster hopefully will come out the right end of it. Or is it a case of, you know, put the ball up in the air, play it, play some smart rugby? Yeah, I think it's a mix of all of them. Just in relation to the scrum, I think they'll have learned a huge amount from that from last year, from those young players that were in there, you know. And um, and let's let's be very honest, Graham Rountree is or was a, a brilliant strummager. So from that point of view, you know, they're learning all the time. I think that they'll definitely have some sort of, you know, technical, tactical type of a thing where they're, you know, that when they hit something, things are going to happen and uh, um, they can try and negate it. I just think it's going to be a case of, it's going to, it's going to be a bit of a lottery from the scrum point of view. They are incredibly strong. I think from the point of view of, of how they go after Toulouse, I think that they've got to play. They've got to be, you know, courageous. They've got to be brave and and not throw caution to the winds, but play sensible, play in the right part, patches of the park. You cannot kick um, poorly to Ramos. He is electric at the moment. He has been playing brilliant for Toulouse, brilliant for France. Um, and I just think that when you get to that space, you know, that back three, if you kick poorly to them, they're, they're going to punish you. But I, do, I don't think you should negate how you want to attack on the basis of who you're playing to a certain extent this weekend. I think that there's definitely going to be moments where they can they can attack. I think Intimac has been shaky in defence. Peter Aki's just coming back from a long-term injury. Dupont's going to not have played for a few weeks. Um, there will be chinks in that and it's just about finding your way through and I think that Munster will have the confidence to be able to do that. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a pretty daunting task when you start looking oh, at the when you start looking yeah. at the history of Toulouse and and the way they've the way they approach the the Champions Cup every year is is brilliant. It's they're, yeah. they're continuously it's something they love. They've won the competition five times, French Championship twenty one times, eight times. Uh, incredible history. The the squad they have, they're top of the. 
top of the top 14 again played 12 won 8 drawn 1 lost 3 um, they just continuously deliver time after time yeah. after time and they're always a difficult difficult proposition but you know that game was 40 points to 33 um, in the round 16 game that, that they knocked Munster out when they won the competition in 2021 um, they're an incredible squad um, brilliant coach as well and, and Hugo Mola and they just keep rolling out players. I wonder if we see any sign of uh, Trevor Brennan's son on Sunday. Um, he's been playing with him and making great strides with him, Josh Brennan as well. So um, it should be great. It should be a great occasion Sunday afternoon and uh, we'll uh, certainly want to look forward to it. We won't make any predictions until we see teams and uh, but it's going to be a very difficult game for Munster. But let's hope they can start off their European campaign with a win. That's it for this week, Neve. Um uh, for all our listeners, get in touch, send us tweets on YouTube or send us uh, messages to our own personal Twitter Twitter accounts if uh, you have any ob- thoughts and observations on the game at the weekend. Um, it's one to look forward to. Chat to you soon and thanks again, Neve. Thanks a million, Quinny. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Nobody knows Monster Rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. 